voices, different modalities, different ways of speaking and acting. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Masterpods. This is Rachel, and this week we'll be learning a bit about some innovative technology that's meant to replace pavement tiles in towns and cities, using local materials and creating a big impact. Ries van Lieshout is the co-founder and design and research lead at Waterweg, whose technology is making big waves in the Netherlands. Hey Ries, how are you? Nice to have you on the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me, actually. It's uh, really cool that you've invited me. Yeah, for sure. Really happy to have you here. All right, so we'll start off with some personal questions and then go into some questions about your work. So to start with, um, who are you? So I'm Wies van Lieshout. I'm 26 years old at the moment, and um, I have a background in industrial design and design for interaction, uh, which I did at uh, TU Delft. Yeah, two years ago, I started my own company together with Eva, and uh, let's talk about it today. I, uh, I think I've learned a lot, so I hope I can teach everyone a bit about how things go and, and how to work. For sure. Awesome. Well, how did you end up in this position? Like, what inspired you? Uh, well, how I ended up is actually uh, the fact that we there was a competition, and uh, we both assigned for this competition, uh, and it was the uh, task for us to uh, go from a waste stream to a revenue stream in six weeks. And we signed up because we just wanted to learn about circular economy and about how we could really do something with that. So not only learn in a way that we got teached already all the, the methods and stuff like that, all the theoretical stuff, but we also really wanted to do something with it. So this was the yeah first time we could really make an idea and, and, and work it out and, and make it happen. Uh, so this competition, it took only six weeks with really short time. But yeah, we won the competition and uh, then we suddenly had our startup. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we were not really born with a passion for dredge because what you said already in your intro, we work with the waste stream dredge uh, and we make water permeable tiles out of it, water passing tiles. And yeah, it's not really something that I uh, had a passion uh, for before, but we actually just kind of rolled into that because we got assigned dredged sediments as a resource in this competition. And uh, well, now it's it's my whole life. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, can you explain to me a little bit how these tiles work? Yeah. Uh, so actually, <laughs> technology-wise, it's not really uh, complicated. It's really just uh, a tile with holes in there, so an open structure. And through the open structure, the water can pass into the ground. Because uh, what we see now in cities mostly is that the whole floor is totally paved uh, or there's put a lot of concrete everywhere uh, and because of that, all the water needs to find its way into the sewage system. But the sewage system, when there's heavy rainfall, can't handle everything altogether. Uh, and therefore, you see a lot of uh, water on the streets and everything stays there and cannot go anywhere. But actually, the grounds would have a perfect water passing ability. Uh, but yeah, we also want cars to drive or people to walk and that shouldn't be only just sediments that we walk on so therefore you have this uh, water passing tiles with an open structure then you can both walk on it or ride on it and at the same time there is space for the water to pass through that's so cool and uh, the tiles you said they're made of dredge so that's like sediment yeah dredge yeah i call it dredge but i should maybe in english say dredged sediments uh, dredged sediments is actually sediments that is scooped out of the river and waterway. Mm-hmm. That's necessary because uh, the 
sediments they uh, sink into the bottom of the of the rivers and after a few years so much material uh yeah went down that it's actually the whole river is not so so deep anymore and the boats cannot pass through anymore so every seven years they should remove this this stretched sediments uh, and the removing part is called dredging. And the Netherlands, uh, so we are based in the Netherlands and the Netherlands is quite well known for it, its dredging uh, work. Uh, but it's actually very interesting that something we're so well known for also is still a really big waste stream. And we don't have this good solution for dredge. We just dump it somewhere and it doesn't have a useful application or anything. So we decided to turn that around and to make sure that people could see dredge sediments as a resource instead of as a waste stream. Cool. That sounds like a very, very interesting technology. Well, I mean, technology. (laughs) It's not really about the technology, I guess. It's more like connecting interesting challenges to each other and making sure that you tackle all of these challenges uh, within one solution. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's very, very cool. (laughs) So uh, I think we can already answer this based on your last response. But when you were younger, did you see yourself in the position that you're in today? Yeah, that's a funny question, actually. Because when I signed up for this competition, for example, I I really didn't sign up with the idea that I would have a startup afterwards. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of when we won the competition, they were suddenly like, okay, so now you have a startup. (laughs) And we were both a bit shocked, like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I, I never thought of it, if this is something I want or if that's my destiny or anything but what i really like about it now that i've done it for already two years more than two years yeah you can you have so much you can make so much impact and and you can decide on everything you do and therefore you can also just decide on only doing the things that you think are important and that's what i what i really really like and now i actually can't imagine myself working for for someone else (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's nice to do everything at your own pace, which is uh, maybe a quite fast pace in comparison with other companies, I guess. That's so cool. I'm glad, you know, it kind of worked out and everything kind of fell into place. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Mm -hmm. What is your definition of sustainability? My definition of sustainability, actually, we already kind of touched up on that because what I really believe is that you should look at a place or at a problem in a very holistic way. So what we actually did while inventing uh, between brackets, <laughs> I would say inventing the, the towel is uh, that we really looked at, okay, we have this, this waste stream dredge and it is a, is a problem and it is a problem mostly in cities. And then we began searching for all the other challenges that, that cities of today have. And by doing so, we found different challenges. And uh, I think what we did in making this solution uh, holistic is, is choosing different challenges, connecting them together and making sure that with with the dredge, which is a problem uh, on its own, solving other prom- problems, namely the need for climate adaptation in the city. And I think that's uh, what sustainability should be. It should really, for all the stakeholders, be a good solution and a wished solution. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, do you have a favorite resource that you turn to for informing yourself about sustainability? Oh, good question. 
I think for me, it works more like, uh, it's not specifically one resource. Uh, and also for me, it's more about doing and experiencing and trying than that it is something that I learn in a specific other way from someone. So I'm not really the person that uh, reads 10 books about this or only listens to podcasts about this. I'm really just learning by doing actually. And, and I think that's for me, the way to learn the fastest. And uh, next to that, I think also we're in this circular hub, Blue City, uh, which is a really cool place to work from. It's an old swimming pool in Rotterdam. So it's like, it really looks like a tropical swimming pool still uh, where we have our office. And this place, it's full of people that are very inspiring. They're always know the latest things uh, that happen in circular economy and they connect each other to other people uh, we should know or give each other opportunities in terms of cool places to speak or cool events or so that's also I think uh, yeah an area that gives me really sharp so that works very well as well (laughs) yeah surrounding yourself with kind of like-minded people who have yeah things to offer and you guys can all learn from each other yeah i think so and if, and the interesting thing is maybe that these people because there's our sector or the industry that we're in uh is really not so like-minded and very conservative actually so it is nice although that we work in a very conservative industry to also surround ourselves a bit with like-minded people <laughs> mm, for sure i i can imagine it probably feels like a little community that you have Yeah, really. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's awesome. Well, kind of leading on from the last question, um, what do you think needs to be done to solve the climate crisis? It's a big question. Yeah, that's a really big question. I think it's interesting that you ask and say it's a big question because uh, what I believe is that everyone also feels and treats it like it's a very big question. And when you make something very big, it becomes very, very hard. Uh, And I would suggest to really start small and to make small changes, but do them very quickly and test them very quickly. And I think what is really needed is that a lot of people, also big companies do these small things, but make sure that they can grow into these innovations or into these sustainable solutions more quick and when you try to change everything at once that just won't happen and that's something we really noticed in the industry that we're in because the dredging sector and the building sector they're both very conservative and it's it's a very big industry and it's always about efficiency and it's always about the big numbers and and a lot of things being built um but you really need to make sure that you change things by by taking small steps, but at least trying and daring to to fail on it also. And I think that's something that a lot of uh, big companies and also governments are too scared to do. That is a great answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> We've just been talking about this so much, and we yeah we we learned. By doing actually so much that, for example, at, at a lot of municipalities, that all people, when you talk to them about this, for example, we've talked to them about getting putting pilots uh, on the streets, just like produce something, put it on the streets and test it. And for us, that's something that's just really easy. Just do it, just try it and we'll see what happens. And if it doesn't work, that's also fine. Then we're, we put in the old stones again, you know, that's how we see it. But then the municipalities, they 
just are really scared when we say such things mostly because they are a bit like oh no but we have this rules and and what happens when we do this and they just see uh in dutch we say a lot of uh bears on the road i don't know if i can say that in english actually but yeah <laughs> like there's lots of like speed bumps so there's lots of roadblocks in your way a lot of roadblocks yeah really big roadblocks and i think what makes us different from all the people that are in the industry already is that we don't see these roadblocks we just uh crash over it i guess <laughs> yeah bring a fresh perspective and towards ahead yeah yeah that's awesome all right well the last personal question i have is who dead or alive would you like to have dinner with uh, yeah, that's really something that I uh, didn't think about before. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe I'm also really not a person that's really a fan of, of one specific person. Because I I don't know, I just don't put people on, on that kind of throne, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly because I believe that a lot of very cool and good things are done with a great team. And it's not about, about one person. That's fair. That's a really good answer, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I'm just not going to choose anyone, I think. <laughs> this is just the answer. Yeah, I totally understand that. All right. Well, then we'll move on to some questions about your work. So yeah. a little fun one here. How would you explain your job, like your specific job to my grandma? <laughs> to your grandma? Yeah. Um, well, I would say that I am developing water passing tells. Uh, which makes sure that the water, when it rains a lot, can pass into the ground uh, to make a healthier city. Uh, And that I make these tiles out of a waste stream and that I want everyone to see and to feel and to believe that this very, very ugly waste stream that in the Netherlands, in Dutch, it even means uh, rubbish or trash or that's what we use the word bagger, trash for. And I want to, to show everyone that this word isn't so negative and that it can actually be beautiful and that dredge can become something of high value and very aesthetically. So actually what we do is also designing the tiles in such a way that it's not normal, ugly or boring tiles, but that it really looks beautiful as well. Mm -hmm. Really well done. I think she would understand. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Always hard though to explain what you're doing to your grandma. I don't, I'm not sure if I, I succeeded myself actually in explaining this to my grandma. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I should give it another try after this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what are your day-to-day tasks as, um, as the research and design lead? Yeah, my days, they are all, all really different. Because what, what we do is actually we split up our whole innovation trajectory. Mm-hmm. We split it up in different pilots. And every pilot has a different team on a topic that we are researching. And I think what I uh, mostly do is performing the researches. So making a lot of tiles with different recipes and making sure to find the right recipe to know what kind of dredge and what kind of other types of sediment we can use and and which we can't. That's one thing. On the other hand, uh, yeah, it's not only this research part that I'm doing, but I'm also telling our story to others, giving workshops, but also talking to the people in the dredge and the construction sector to make sure that we find the right partners and get everyone on board and everyone on one line. 
yeah, and at the same time, trying to sell our projects and making sure that we we can do the whole research that we still need to do over the f- coming five years, that we make sure that we yeah have projects and acquisition to do them. So it's, it's a lot of different tasks, I think. But yeah, Eva is also the one because she has a political and economical background. Uh, so she's a bit more on the business development side of it. Mm-hmm. You split it up between you two. Yeah, a little bit. But in the end, yeah, I think we more and more know what is our own task. And the division is more and more clear every day, I think. But at the same time, we're just like a married couple. Uh, we do a, also, we do a lot of things together and, and we need to decide on a lot of things together. So also, yeah. Yeah. So what do you like most about your job? I like most that I think I I decide myself what I think is important and how I work. Uh, So yeah, I can really just follow my heart kind of in my daily work. And I, I really, I feel like I stand behind what I'm doing. That's just, that that feels really good, I think. Uh, And at the same time, what I said already in the beginning is that we can really uh, decide our own pace. And Mm -hmm. I think looking back now, I would feel uh, slowed down almost by not working in this way, but working for someone else, for example, or or working for a governmental institution that's just such different job. And and, and I think it's way slower. And I think I couldn't handle that. So (laughs) that's fair. Uh, Well, on the other hand, what are, what is the main challenge that you face as a sustainability professional? I think the main challenge for us is really so what I said, the industry is really conservative and it's really hard for us to find a good production partner uh, that wants to try a pilot on scale together with us. And we've done so, uh, well, we've searched so in the Netherlands and that is, has appeared to be really, really hard. So now we are actually searching for it a bit more outside the Netherlands, which of course in a sustainable, from a sustainability kind of view, I would really prefer it to be close by and local. Cause that, yeah, that's what I believe is, is important, but that's right now not something that's possible. So we should also uh, look across borders. So if uh, someone that's listening knows a production uh, facility or a partner that would be interested in doing a pilot of making uh, these tiles with us, that would be really, really great. All the tips are welcome. <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Hopefully there's someone out there listening who can help. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any upcoming projects that you're excited about? Um, Yeah, we do have a lot, actually. Let me see. So I will be doing uh, the design of the towel. That would be really great. Uh, At least we're we're waiting for the outcome of a subsidy application. Uh, And that would be really nice. So I can more and more focus on the design of the towel and how it should look and also how it's, for example, perceived by people using it. So we also think it's really important that this towel would communicate the fact that it's sustainable and how would it communicate this. So that's something we'll be doing. Uh, Also, we still need to do some material optimization uh, and some research on what kind of sediment we can use and what the recipes should then really be. Actually, for this, we're still looking for uh, interns. So um, if you're listening and you know something about uh, material optimization, that would be 
great. Feel free to contact us via uh, our website. And next to that, because we have the material optimization internship, but also we have, we are searching for someone that could help us with a little bit of marketing and communication. So making communication plan and keeping up with the socials a bit more because we're built not that great at it. <laughs> uh, so that would also be really, really nice if uh, someone uh, is uh, educated or interested uh, in doing that. Yeah. Hopefully you get a few applicants after this. I really hope so. That would yeah. be cool. And we're based in the Netherlands, but I believe Corona has proved also that maybe an internship on distance is a possibility as well. <laughs> we're open to anything. Yeah. All right. Well, how do you see your professional self developing in the future? Um, do you think you're going to stay with Waterway for a while, or? Yeah, I think uh, I think so. I I really believe that I should uh, uh, first really have proven and set up something that really works uh, and that makes a big impact. And I believe that when it's running, so when there is a certain amount of sales of these tiles coming from the production process, then really after this, it wouldn't be that interesting to me anymore. Uh, but I believe that this material that we've created, so this actually is some kind of dredged concrete, I think it's suitable for a lot of things. And I think what we'll be doing actually is also designing other products from it and, and seeing where are other challenges that we could solve almost with, with our material. So I think we'll keep looking for new opportunities and, and, and new products to make in the future. Nice. And well, you mentioned before that you're the industry that you're working in, the construction business, it's pretty conservative. Um, but you guys are kind of leading the way in terms of sustainability. Would you say that there are other companies that are also working in sustainability that are kind of coming into that industry? Um, yeah, well, what you see, there's a lot of biomaterials coming up now. Uh, that's really, really nice. And uh, yeah, we also really like this uh, community feeling about the biodesigning and stuff. So that's really great. Um, and at the same time, there is also some people that are working with Dredge. But I think the difference between us and these other companies is that they are more on the advisory side of it uh, or more on the laboratory side of it. So they think of products and, and, and make things in the lab, but they don't really bring it to a scale level. And I think to really make an impact, it's important to also bring it to scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's funny about now, well, it's not really funny, but we, we notice <laughs> by all the other uh, bio designers and biomaterials that it's uh, for all of them really hard to get things into production and to uh, to find people or factories that want to produce. So that's a struggle that, that we're all uh, dealing with and we can learn from each other and maybe even uh, bundle our, uh, our powers and, and make sure that together we can fix that and maybe make a, a whole factory or anything together to make sure that all the materials and products can be produced. That would be really great. Mm. For sure. All right. The final question. Do you have any tips for someone who's just starting out a job in sustainability? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, I believe that it's really just about doing and trying things and you have to be brave for that, I think. But that's the only way how you find out if things work. So I would really suggest just get into the field 
do things and don't stay in the theoretical or in the part in which you write a lot of plans and and think how out a whole thing and then after a few years of writing you find out that all the whole thing doesn't work because you i don't know forgot to talk to this one person maybe so it's really just doing and asking people and validate how they see it and take into account all the stakeholders and and discuss it with all the stakeholders And only in this way, I think you'll find out what works and what doesn't. And it's just really about, I don't want to say it actually, because I think it's really this startup word, but really in a lean way, Mm -hmm. uh, testing everything (laughs) and and going back to the designing and testing and designing. And yeah, that's really the process that you should have, I think. Awesome. Well, that's some great advice. (laughs) Well, thanks for sharing your time and your story with us, Wies. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Really cool. Anytime. (laughs) Well, best of luck with Waterwig. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in today. And we'll talk to you next week. This podcast was produced by Laura Messner, Olivier Rostan, and Rachel Gradine. This episode was hosted and edited by Rachel Gradine. A big thanks to today's guest, Wies van Lieshout, for telling us about her sustainability journey to co-founding her company, Waterwig. A big final thanks to Jacob Orzain for providing us with the funky music. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at The Masterpods. We post new episodes every Wednesday. We're also on Clubhouse, so stay tuned for some fun updates that we'll be doing on there. If you want to talk about your sustainable profession or know someone who you think should speak to theirs, shoot us an email at info at masterpods.eu. Talk to you next week, everyone.